Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Welcome to R slash Petty Revenge, where OP gets revenge against his middle school bully. Our next Reddit post is from Cordy Dude. I had a bully in middle school who used to torment the life out of me by beating me up, pouring water on me, locking me in bathrooms, making fun of my weight, etc. I recently saw on Facebook that he's engaged, so I stupidly thought of a petty revenge plan. I used an old Instagram account and posed as a pretty woman and DM'd him. 20 minutes later, he messaged me back. We chatted where I pretended to be a woman, and he began to flirt with me. I screenshotted all of his dirty messages in case he unsent them, including the not-safe-for-work pictures that he sent. I forwarded those screenshots to his fiance, and bada-boom, the engagement photos from their Facebook were deleted the next day. Was this too much? Opie, not only is this revenge not too much, because bullying is super, super toxic and can leave long-lasting scars on a person's mind and heart, but also you did an objectively good deed because you saved this poor woman from getting married to a douchebag cheater. Our next Reddit post is from Scanus. In my last place of work, when I was looking to hire someone for my department, I would offer cold drinks and coffee at the interview to make them feel more welcome. We could take cold drinks out of storage, but we had to order coffee from the kitchen and someone from the kitchen team would bring it out. One day, the kitchen called me back and said they couldn't bring me coffee since the CEO had decided coffee would only be provided for whole day events. Ugh, that cheapskate. Since then, I provided my own coffee for interviewees because, to me, the welcoming impression was more important than the, like, 30 cents that a cup of coffee costs. But I plotted my little revenge since I had been asked to do a workshop for the other department heads and the CEO also wanted to participate. He, for some reason, loved workshops, so why not? So the day of the workshop came, I prepped the room, the participants trickled in and got settled, including the CEO. I greeted the group and laid out the plan for the next few hours, and I asked if there were any questions. The CEO asked, Can we maybe call the kitchen and ask where the coffee is? They seem to be running late. I <laughs> I made a point to take a sip from my travel mug and then answered that there would be no coffee, because this was a half-day workshop and our new rules said that coffee would only be provided for whole-day events. I still cherish the surly look that he gave me in response. He didn't say anything and instead opened a bottle of water. Our next Reddit post is from Upstairs Lie. After I moved into my new place, my mom and stepdad came to visit for a few days. On one of the evenings they stayed over, I had to work a late shift. 
They had planned to go out for dinner and then to the pub, so I left them to it. I came home at 11pm and my mom had moved nearly all of my furniture around and all my books and kitchen stuff were moved to different shelves or cupboards. She even moved the location of my bed in my bedroom, so when I opened the bedroom door, it hit the bed. I was pissed! So I angrily fixed what I could that night before going to bed. I spoke to her about it the next day, explained that it's my home and I had it how I liked it, so please stop. I put everything else back, which took hours. She grumbled the whole time that it looked better the other way. On their last day, I stepped out to get lunch for everyone, and in the hour that I was gone, she'd done it again. She moved all my kitchen stuff around to where she liked it. Again, I told her off. My house, my rules. She still maintained that it was better her way, and I should just let her do it. Fine, I just let her do what she wanted, and then I put my stuff back after they left. My revenge was when I went to visit their house six months later, I did the same thing to her. She went out to work one day, and I rearranged every bit of furniture that I could move by myself. Everything. I swapped the dining room and living room furniture so you had to walk food through the living room and across the hallway to get to the dining room. I swapped their bedroom and guest room curtains. Even the pointless little things like moving the spoons to a different side of the drawer and moving every photo on the walls to a different wall. I rearranged the fridge. It took me seven hours. My stepdad was home while I did it, and he laughed his head off the whole time. He refused to help, but he understood, so he let me do my thing. Neither me nor my stepdad said anything when she got home. We were just sitting around watching TV, which was now in what used to be their dining room, and I asked her how her day was at work. She didn't say a word. She walked around the house, just taking it all in for like 20 minutes. (laughs) Then she came, sat down, looked at me and said, Point taken. The next time I visited, they'd put everything back to where it was before. We haven't spoken of it since. Down in the comments, we have this story from Bob Arg. During one of my mom's visits, she took it upon herself to clean up. My wife got home before I did, and when I walked in, I could tell something was wrong by my wife's tight lips and deliberate movements. Oh, and the glaring eyes. My mom had rearranged the kitchen drawers, but there was a bunch of stuff she didn't know where to put. In our kitchen, we had one drawer that was the junk drawer. You probably have one in your house. Deck of cards? Junk drawer. Bamboo skewers? Junk drawer. $5 bill in case you need to tip the pizza guy? Junk drawer. Apparently, mom didn't know where all the stuff from the junk drawer was supposed to go, so it was sitting in a pile on the kitchen table. She said, oh, I cleaned up, but I didn't know where this stuff goes. I opened the junk drawer, took out whatever she had put in there, tea towels, I think, then took the drawer over to the table, held it below the surface of the table, and then swept everything into the drawer with my forearm. Then I shook the drawer to get everything to settle and put the drawer back in the cabinet. I said, thanks, mom. All that stuff goes back in the drawer right there, where you found it. Our next Reddit post is from I Correct to Other People. So, about a year ago, I was at a lake way north from where I live. I came back to the parking lot to find my car blocked in by someone who thought that it was a genius idea to leave their car directly behind three parked cars. I was the middle car who was blocked, so I definitely couldn't get out. I waited and waited, and right before I was going to call a tow truck, a couple walks up and casually gets in the car and proceeds to drive off. I quickly backed up and circled around the other way to get to the parking lot exit first. 
I get to the exit, and he's right behind me. I throw the car in park and just sit there. Ten seconds later, he's laying on the horn. Eventually, he gets out, walks up to my window, and starts yelling profanities and tells me to get out of his way. Something to note here is that there's only one exit to this parking lot. The only other exit has one-way spikes. No idea why, since this is just the parking lot for a lake. Anyway, I cut him off while he's talking and tell him that he made me wait 17 minutes and 20 seconds. I timed it. While he illegally blocked me in, and I intend to wait 17 minutes and 20 seconds to let him leave. He storms off, calls me a few names in the process, and floors it in reverse. He drives down to the other entrance, without noticing the spikes, I guess, and drives right into them. I see his brake lights come on at the last minute, and pow, both tires are gone. I then decided that 17 minutes was a waste of time, since he clearly would be there longer than that, so I left. It made the rest of my day feel much better. OP, it sounds like you deflated this guy's ego. Our next Reddit post is from Nefarious Aloe. My child's daycare had a death in the family. It's a small family-owned place, so this affected all the employees. They sent out an email at like 3am. I couldn't miss work as I had a very important day, so I scrambled to find a babysitter just for that day. My stepbrother's girlfriend was basically the only person I know that doesn't work, so I called her. She says, sure, but I can only watch him for six hours, and I'll give you my family rate, so it'll be $200. I asked, are you serious? She assured me that she was, and this was her livelihood, and she takes it very seriously. And that she was already offering me a family discount. Man, $200 is the family discount? Does she hate her family? Please note that this was not her livelihood. My stepbrother has a great job and has always paid for everything. He's tried to get her to do anything to earn money, but she refuses to work and believes that he should support her fully, including daily Starbucks, hair, nails, designer stuff, etc. Please also note that I've done a lot for this girl, just to help her out. The list is long. I agreed, only because I would have literally lost my job if I hadn't gone to work that day. I paid her $200, which she demanded up front, to get to work for a little over four hours after factoring in the commute. Fast forward a couple of years and they've separated. They have a kid, and this woman is living rent-free in his dad's extra house and driving my dad's extra car for free. She still has to pay for her own food and bills. She finally breaks down and gets a job because my stepbrother stopped paying for her hair, nails, etc. She has a day when her childcare falls through and sends out the same request I did. Can anyone watch my kid? I have to go to work or I'll get fired. I told her that I could absolutely do it. Then I charged her the same bogus price that she charged me. I told her it was the family rate. She cussed me out. Also, in case you were curious, OP explains that the reason why she had to go to work or she was going to get fired was because she was teaching a seminar of like 400 people. So if she didn't show up, then the entire seminar would have been canceled. OP, that's good revenge and all, but come on, $200 is the family rate. After she divorced her stepbrother, $200 feels a little cheap considering she's no longer family. Should have been 300, 400, hell, why not 500? Our next Reddit post is from Norse Wolf. 
So when my brother and I were young, he was about 7 and I was 10, he found out that I was very easily scared. The slightest sudden noise could make me jump out of my skin and get a scream from me. This would usually manifest in him hiding behind things and popping out with a loud boo and he would get me every time. It got so bad that I was scared to even walk the halls of my house. After a couple years of this, my parents stepped in and told him to cut it out. It definitely slowed down, but he would still do the occasional scare and get me. That is, until one fateful night in 2012. My family and I were big fans of Doctor Who, and it had entered its sixth series and introduced a new monster, the Silence. For those who don't know, the Silence looks like somewhat generic gray aliens in a nice three-piece suit. The catch was that every time a character would look away from the alien, they'd forget about it. So what the characters would do is put tally marks on their forearms and face whenever they see one. It was a good idea for a monster, and wonderfully executed in those first two episodes. During the second episode, there's a character in an abandoned orphanage, and she's looking out the window, when lightning strikes, and her face and arms are full of tally marks. It's a very good scare. So good, in fact, that I notice my brother is acting uneasy. So then, I have an idea. A most horrible idea. A delightfully devilish idea. A petty idea. I asked my father to pause the episode because I had to go to the bathroom, but I was lying. I didn't need to go to the bathroom. I grabbed a sharpie and wrote a bunch of tally marks all over my face and arms. I was absolutely giddy. Then, with my game face on, I go back downstairs to the TV room. I turn on the lights, which makes my brother ask what was going on as he turns his head to look at me. He starts completely freaking out, like he was crawling backwards towards our dad. My dad asks me what's wrong, looks at my face, and starts laughing his butt off. I act like nothing happened and got closer to my brother, feigning concern. That freaked him out even more. After my dad and I had our laughs, he told me to wash up. My brother couldn't continue the episode, so he ran into his room. My dad calls my mom and tells her that I finally got one over on my brother. Nowadays, there's no more pranks between me and my brother. He's graduating with his bachelor's degree, and he's one of the groomsmen in my wedding. He's a good man, and I'm very proud of him, and I love him very much. Our next Reddit post is from Art. I'm a 31-year-old woman, and recently I celebrated my birthday. Since I had moved across the country a few years ago, my besties back home and I had a video party together drinking some wine. It was a grand old time, and eventually our conversation turned nostalgic, and one of my gal pals brought up running into my ex-fiance. We all reveled in the classic story, and one of them said to post it here for giggles. So, to begin this saga, we need to turn the clock back one decade when I, 21 at the time, was dating and then engaged to my ex, who was 32 at the time. In hindsight, the age gap was the first red flag among many other flags that he waved like an entire color guard in a high school band. For example, he made much more money than me, but I, despite being in welding school full-time and working two jobs, paid for everything. After six months of being engaged, I found out that he was cheating with an ex of his, so naturally, I called it quits. A few months pass, and when it's obvious that I'm not coming back, my ex starts a rabid campaign to get his Amazon-bought $190 engagement ring back. Mind you, I'm at school full-time and working, so dropping off this cheap ring was not one of my top priorities. Eventually, I got tired of the harassment, so I gave the ring back, and then some. 
I sheared off some half-inch thick steel plates, welded up a cube, dropped the ring inside, and then welded that puppy shut. If you shook the cube, you could hear a delightful tink 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 of it rattling inside. I dropped it off in the mail and went on my merry way, and hadn't given it another thought until my birthday this month. According to my friend, my ex still has the cube and hasn't been able to get the Amazon ring out. He's still super mad about it and likes to rant about the ordeal to this day. I regret nothing, and I'm filled with joy knowing that I've been irritating him for 10 years now. That was our slash petty revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.